It's a privilege for me to be here with all of you today. And first of all, I want to let you know how grateful we are uh, for each one of you and for all the folks that couldn't make it today because of uh, COVID or any other thing that they are going through. We pray they will recover soon and uh, we'll be together to worship the Lord. We bring you greetings from Light Church, from the elders there, from the members of the church there, and we are so excited. This year has been uh, a wonderful year for us there as uh, the church kind of restarted after the COVID. We had an amazing team from Village Church in uh, March 2021 and again in June. And we've been so grateful to see the church almost doubling in number during the last six months. A lot of children, a lot of families came and God just surpasses all our fears and uh, he has been so gracious, he has been so good. So thank you so much to every one of you for all the prayers and all the trips that you took to Albania, all the finances that you have given toward us. It has been amazing. This week, it's been good for me and for Vilma as well, like Pastor Matt was saying. I've learned some new things. So for the first time, I, I drove in uh, California. That was a nice experience, a fearful one. Similar to this now, preaching. Another thing I did for the first time, eating a lot of Mexican food, spicy food. I was not, okay, that was great, but not as much as I ate, you know. <laughs> and another thing that I learned for the first time, this time, was that Canada doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a guy waving a sign on the road while some young people were going to a camp. Yeah, that's been really good. Thank you so much. Yeah, let's go to the text because, and I want to say to you that I want to say you so many things. When Pastor Matt came upstairs at the office, I was praying, Lord, there's so many things that I want to say, but please just allow, allow me to say a few things, what you want to communicate. Probably John the Baptist is one of my favorite characters in the Bible. He was special in many ways. One way that he was special is he had the Holy Spirit in the womb of Elizabeth before he, he, he was born. And he was special in the way how the food he ate, the dress, the clothes he, he dressed, and the message he had, you know. And uh, I want to focus today on a few things. And first is a question that a delegation from Jerusalem uh, came to find out what was going on with him? And the main question they did, the first question they did was, who are you? Maybe this is a question that sometimes we do to ourselves or somebody else is doing to us. Who are you? And they came to investigate. They wanted to see who is this guy? What's going on? And why are people following him? Are we missing something? You know, they didn't want to miss anything. So they were there. To investigate, they would do that over and over again, even in Jesus' ministry. The Apostle John tells us and helps us through this account, his account, that 
John the Baptist confessed it and he didn't deny it, but confessed it. He said, I'm not the Christ. So all the rumors that were going on that maybe he's the Messiah, maybe he's the Christ. He clarified everything in the beginning. He said, I'm not. So part of knowing ourselves sometimes is also to know who we are not, you know. Then they ask him again, but who are you? And some of them guessed that he might be Elijah. And that was a good guess. He looked a lot like Elijah. And he again said, I'm not. And then they asked him, are you the prophet? The prophet that at Deuteronomy, we hear about this prophet that will be raised one day to deliver the, the nation of Israel. And he said again, no. You have been going through the book of Acts and you see that Peter at his famous sermon quotes that that prophet of Deuteronomy was Jesus himself. So John makes sure that he is not. So he, he clarifies, he clears the air and says, no, I'm not this thing. But who are you? We need to give an account. Our mission will be failed if we don't know who you are. And he says at verse 23, let's look together. He said, I am the voice of one crying out in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet, prophet Isaiah, Isaiah said. I am the voice of the one crying out in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord. Make straight the way of the Lord. That was his message. That was who he was. His message and him was the same thing. He was the voice. Sometimes when we think about ourselves, when I think about myself, it's like I am trying to introduce myself as many things. You know, and I try to, to say I'm leading this and I'm leading that, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. But I forgot that this is very similar to what the church should be. The church has a wonderful example to turn back and see. Each of us can have John the Baptist as a great challenge to turn to him and see that he is the voice. Is not, John helped us by saying a few verses earlier that he was not the light, but he came to, to bear witness for the light. That's the motto of our light church in Tirana. We say, we bear witness for the light. And John the Baptist is, is inspiring us over and over again. Make straight the way of the Lord. That needs to be a message that we need to carry on in our generation, in our society. Sometimes we think that we can't shout in the same way that, that John the Baptist shout. Sometimes we hear messages that we need to leave the gospel or to leave in a way that people then can believe. Oh, that's good. We need to do that. But we need to be the voice and a voice have a message. It's not silent. It is telling people something. It is pointing people something. And we can't think of someone that was most effective of pointing people at Jesus. 
make straight the way of the Lord is a calling for repentance. There is a problem with many people today around us because their heart, the, the, the path for the Lord to get in, into their heart is not straight. About 20 years ago, a drunk young man in Tirana was ruining his life and he was about to join a structured mafia of drug networking in Germany. And then one day, a friend of him reached out to him and said, I know someone that can help you. And his name is Jesus. The guy that was ruining, the drunk guy, he just hated the friend. Said, don't talk to me about this thing again. Because that was against anything. But he again came close to him and read a portion of scriptures. And said, look, I want to uh, read you something. Uh, I want to read you that in the last days, people will get very corrupted. They will be ungodly. They will be uh, far away from the Lord. They will be disobedient. They would be greedy. They would be lover of money. They would be, have a kind of uh, godliness in, 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 by the, the outside, but they would deny the power of him. And it took the word of God to be preached, to be read, to be told to other people. So this drunk guy could understand that he was one of them. That was myself 20 years ago. Hearing for the first time the words of the Bible. My life was being ruined. And I wanted to ruin the life of an entire generation by going and selling drugs to young people. That was my my way that was how i would live my way that was my choice but praise the lord that through the power of the gospel and through the spoken word through being somebody being the voice of the lord in the streets of tirana i could hear the gospel for the first time and my life totally transformed something i never believed in my life was that i could have a family I said, that's not going to happen. And then I married Vilma, my beautiful wife. And we have, four, we have four sons. And we have a beautiful family just because of Jesus Christ. Just because of the power of the gospel. But let us return to the text. The next question these Pharisees do is, why are you baptizing? Why are you doing ministry? What is the authority you have? And look what John the Baptist says. It looks like he's not interested in telling them what he's doing, why he's doing, in, in the name of whom he's doing. But he says something else. He says, among us, among you stands one whom you don't know. And that was the main thing that he was pointing out. It's about him. It's about Jesus. Among us is someone that my neighbor doesn't know, that my friend doesn't know, that my family, my colleagues doesn't recognize, doesn't know about him. And this is something that should put us in a, in a position that, oh, we, we, who we are, we are the voice of God for this generation. 
We need to make straight the ways of the God for many people around us. Among us, there is someone, there are many people in Irvine or Orange County or the entire U.S., in Albania and all over the world, millions that don't know and not recognize the one who is among us. Let's see, move on to the, what I would say is the pinnacle of John's ministry. Verse 29, the next day. Everything that happens here develops in three different days. We, we see in the text that say the next day and the next day. Sometimes I, we read it as it was just there, like 10 minutes, and it happened everything. The next day, Jesus coming to our, toward him. Sorry. The next day, he saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is whom I said. After me comes a man who ranks before me because he was before me. Behold the Lamb of God. This was the message, the declaration. The whole ministry of John the Baptist was to say this thing. Behold the man of God. Could you imagine each of us having this message for the people of our generation, for our friends, for our colleagues, for our neighbors? For our family members, behold the Lamb of God. Now here, when John said this, immediately the people, the, the crowd that was surrounding them would think about Abraham and Isaac. They would get to know that story instantly, that there was needed a lamb of sacrifice. But they also would think about the, the lamb, the Easter lamb, the lamb that they paint with blood or the doors and the angel of death will, will go beyond and won't kill the, the firstborn of Israelites. That was amazing. That would make sense. But I was thinking about Abraham and Isaac as they were going to that mountain. And I was thinking about Isaac saying, Dad, here are the wood. The wood here is everything, the fire. Where is the lamb? And I was thinking a little bit more and saying, but Isaac could have said to Abraham, Daddy, if there is no lamb, then I'll die. And that would be true for each of us today. If there was no lamb, there was, would be no hope. For us, there will be no hope for the world. But Abraham, maybe with tears in his eyes, would say to his son, the Lord would, will provide the lamb of the sacrifice. And we see like 1,500 years later, John the Baptist answering that question and saying, behold, the lamb of God. John the Baptist gave us some more details and say that he was before me. He ranks before me. He's telling us that he is not just a prophet. He's not just a mediator. He's not, he was not hired to do the dirty job. He was before me. He was from the beginning. He was in the bosom of the Father. And the Father gave 
him for us. He could have said, behold, the image of invisible God. He could have said, behold, the God himself incarnated. He could have said, behold, the Son of God. Now, look, our Lord, our God is so special. And this is our message to the people in Albania. This is our message, a message for the lost people all over the world. That our God is unique, is amazing. Every other kind of God would, would claim sacrifices all over the time. The last words of Buddha were, don't cease to get better. You know, strive till the last breath and you still don't know. That's the message of the Muslim world where we live. Strive. Do as much charity and do as much good deeds. And in the end, we still don't know what's going to happen. But the God of the Bible, the Father of Jesus Christ, is different. It's different. He demanded a sacrifice for, because of our sin. Because we had a sin problem, a death problem. And he provided that sacrifice himself by sending his son. John in verse 31 said, I myself didn't know him. For this purpose I came baptizing with water that he might be revealed to Israel. And John bore witness. I saw the Spirit descend from heaven like a dove, and it remained on him. I myself didn't know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, He on whom you see the Spirit descend and remain, this is who baptized with the Holy Spirit. I have seen and have borne witness that this is the Son of God. You see, John didn't say that I knew this. I had all figured out. He said, I didn't. I myself did not know. But the, it was revealed to him. It's very similar to that main question that Peter has uh, answered. He says, you are the Christ, the Son of God. And Jesus didn't say, well done, you're smart, you're intelligent, you are one of the best here. He said, blessed you are, are you Simon Bar-Jonas. Because it was the Father that revealed it to you. It was not flesh and blood. And it is the work of the Holy Spirit. So it's not us that we convert people. It's not our ministry that born again people. It is the Holy Spirit. It's the revelation of Father that revealed the Son through the power of the Holy Spirit that makes that wonderful miracle, a life change for everyone, for the eternity. I always say in our church in Tirana that the ministry of our church, the life of our church, every church should be very similar to John the Baptist. And we need to continue be that voice in this wilderness of the society that we have. Now today the world, the society is making every effort to remove the sin problem from our conversations. Everything you know much better than we do. But also we have got some 
things going on there that now, just recently, they brought us some, a new voc vocabulary, like how to, to relate to people. People, she and he, but you have to put they and them and, and some other things. And I was reading to that document that was sent by EU to us. And I was saying, what is going on? So all the efforts of the society, the politics, and everything else to remove that sin problem, that death problem, we can deny it. We have a sin problem. We have a death problem, but we can't deny it. What are we going to have? No hope. Our sin and death problem required a sacrifice, a perfect sacrifice that not would only cover our sin, but will move them away. Village Church, uh, this is a crucial time for every one of us. We could just remain silent and try to see how people may embrace the gospel in their own ways, or we may embrace and we may do what the John the Baptist did. Say to this generation, behold the Lamb of God. Behold the Son of God. We have an amazing God and an amazing good news of the gospel. The God of the gospel is different from any other idol. And we own to our generation this message. Behold the Lamb of God. Jesus remained the crucial figure for, the, for our generation. The gospel has to be preached. We have to be His voice. And I pray that this gospel will be our proclamation, will be our message, will be our life for every day of our life. May the Lord bless you as you bear witness for Jesus and gather the people of God in the city of Irvine. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this opportunity that you gave me today to share a few thoughts that were in my heart, Lord. To be your witness in this generation, in this century. To be your sons and daughters of the living God. To know who we really are. We are not orphans. We are not strangers. We are your family. You have given us a voice. You have given us a message. You have given us your Holy Spirit. Lord, thank you that is the same Spirit that was hovering in the waters in Genesis 1. It's the same Spirit, Lord, that dried the land in the flooded world of Noah. It's the same Spirit that made a way for the people of Israel to, toward the promised land. The same Spirit that was inspiring all the prophets, all the scriptures. The same Spirit in the womb of Elizabeth, the same spirit in Jesus that conceived him in the womb of Mary, the same spirit 
descending on him and remaining on him. The same spirit resurrecting him. The same spirit, Lord, that indwells in us today and one day will give to our bodies life, eternal life. Oh, Lord, thank you so much. That's your spirit that will give life as we bear witness for you, as we bear witness for the lie, as we say, behold the Lamb of God, behold the Son of God to this generation. Thank you, Jesus. In your name I pray. Amen.